0: I want to tell you again how thankful I am that you chose to spend this time with us today on Christmas Day, and we want you again to know how much we love you and appreciate you, and I'm thankful for my church family and friends, and those of you who may be watching, we're glad that you're here with us. But we're going to get into the Word for a little bit this morning, and I want you to maybe take some notes. If you want to, you could go to our website and download the notes for this message. My message notes are out there free for you to be able to download, and then you can follow along with us. And uh, we're going to talk today about Emmanuel, God with us. So let's look at some scripture. Let's look at the part of what is known as the Christmas story from Matthew chapter one and verses 18 through 25. And I'm Reading it from the New Living Translation, it says this, This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through His prophet, saying, Look, the virgin shall conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife, But he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. Now, I love what the Passion Translation says of verse 23. Let me read it to you again from the New Living. It says, look, the virgin will conceive a child. This is quoting the prophet. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. The Passion Translation says this, listen. A virgin will be pregnant. She will give birth to a son, and he will be known as Emmanuel, which means in Hebrew, and I love this, God became one of us. Yes, God is with us, and God did come among us in the form of the Lord Jesus, but I love the fact that this translation says, God became one of us. So there are some things that I want you to know about this plan of God, the plan of redemption and what Jesus did for us and just certain things revolving around the birth of the Lord Jesus. And the first thing I want you to know is this, the virgin birth was absolutely essential to God's plan. You know, there's a lot of people that don't believe in the virgin birth, but if it did not happen that way, then the plan of redemption would not have worked and God would not have been able to fulfill His plan. The virgin birth was not only a supernatural miracle, what the virgin birth boldly declares is that Jesus is 100% God. Again, as the Passion Translation states, God became one of us. God took upon Himself the flesh of a human being and became the Lord Jesus, became the Son of God for us so that He could live and then, as you know, eventually pay the price on the cross for us, be dead, buried, and resurrected from the dead on the third day. Now, look at Matthew one eighteen again. It says this, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph but before the marriage could, took place, while, could take place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit." Notice, she became pregnant through and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was not conceived by a man. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. God took the egg and the womb in, in Mary's physical body And added supernaturally his own seed by the power of the Holy Spirit and conception took place. See, it had to be God's seed because sin was in the seed of man. Now, this is very, very important for us to understand. And here's the second thing. Jesus did not have a sin nature because he was born of God. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. He did not have a sin nature that is passed from human being to human being by conception in the natural, normal way. See, the the sin nature is what is passed on because of man's sinful seed. Jesus' father was God. Now, Joseph was his foster father, but, but God was his Heavenly Father and the one that naturally conceived Him. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Some say that Jesus was a good man. Some say that He was even a prophet. Jesus was more than a good man and more than a prophet. He was not a messenger sent by God. Listen to this. He was God with a message. See, there's a difference in that in the sense of you had men and women that were used all throughout the Old Testament to bring messages to God's people as the Holy Spirit came upon them, but here you have this supernatural birth where the Lord Jesus was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, and again, going back to that verse that we read from the the Passion Translation where it says, God became one of us. So, I want to say that to you again. He was not a messenger sent by God like one of the Old Testament prophets. He was God with a message. What was that message? It was the good news of the gospel that God Himself came to redeem mankind from their sin. See, He was also the message of God sent to man. Now, let me say that to you again. He was not a messenger sent by God. He was God with a message but He was the message. Jesus was the message and is the message of God sent to humanity. Now, here's something that's very, very powerful, and I want you to get this. Pay close attention to this. Jesus was born into the earth because of the power of the Holy Spirit conceiving Him in Mary's womb. So the difference between us and him is we are conceived by natural man, sinful man, uh, conceiving and passing on his seed. And that's why uh, the the law of sin and death and the, the sin nature is passed from human being to human being. So we are born into the earth of corruptible seed, meaning the seed of man. But listen to this. When you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, when you heard the gospel and you opened your heart to believe that Jesus came and lived and died for you and and you believe that, as Romans 10 says, and, and then you made Him the Lord of your life, the Bible says you are born again with incorruptible seed. What am I saying to you? The same way that god by the holy spirit conceived the lord jesus into mary's womb physically spiritually speaking when you gave your heart to christ a brand new person a new creation was conceived on the inside of you by the power of the holy spirit let me read a scripture to you first peter chapter 1 and verse 23 in the passion bible it says this, for through the eternal and living word of God you have been born again. And this seed And excuse me, and this seed that he planted within you can never be destroyed, but will live and grow inside you forever. Here's what I'm saying to you. When you got born again, when you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, just like the Lord Jesus, God became your heavenly spiritual father. Now, yeah, you might have been conceived in the natural by a human natural father, but spiritually speaking, God became your spiritual heavenly father. Now, here's the third thing I want you to see in that Jesus definitely came in the flesh. You know, there are people that question that. Uh, John 1, 1, the Gospel of John in the New English Translation says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was fully God. Now, in that same translation, if you drop down to verse 14, it says this, Now, the Word became flesh and took up residence among us. We saw his glory, the glory of the one and only full of grace and truth who came from the father. Now notice what that verse said. The word of God became flesh and took up residence among us. There is absolutely no question whatsoever that Jesus was born of a woman. He was uh, give birth was given, he was given birth and took upon himself a flesh body. Jesus came in the flesh. Now, the scripture tells us that one of the things that the devil and his crowd have a hard time believing is that Jesus came in the flesh. Matter of fact, it warns us of one of the things that. Uh, the spirit of Antichrist is going to declare is that Jesus did not come in the flesh. Let me read to you 1 John chapter 4, verses 2 and 3. In the New King James, it says, By this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus has come in the flesh is of God. So the Holy Spirit, uh, your recreated spirit, will always confess that Jesus came in the flesh. Verse 3 says this, And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. You know, there might be people that believe and agree that Jesus was a good man or that Jesus was even a prophet. You know, there are religions other than Christianity that will acknowledge that Jesus existed, that he was a good man, he was used by God, and that he was a prophet. But what they struggle with is believing that God himself took upon himself flesh and became flesh and lived and dwelt among us. And there's coming a day when that's going to be boldly proclaimed as the, the spirit of Antichrist gains power in the earth, uh, that is one of the things that they're going to declare. 2 John chapter 1 and verse 7 says this, For many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an Antichrist. And you know, really, that's nothing new. John was saying that they've already gone out into the world and are declaring that Jesus did not come in the flesh. Well, I'm here to tell you, Jesus definitely came in the flesh. And matter of fact, I'll say this if he did not come in the flesh, you and I cannot be redeemed and born again. So it's very important for us, for us to believe in the virgin birth because it shows that Jesus is God. It is also very important for us to believe that Jesus came in the flesh. Now why is this so important? Because this shows us that Jesus was 100% man and at the same time, he was 100% God. This is so important because if Jesus was not 100% man, then he did not die. You know, God cannot die. There is no death in, in God, the, the Almighty God. If He was only 100% God, He could never die because God cannot die. If He did not die, then He did not pay for our sins. And if He did not pay for our sins, you and I are lost and cannot be redeemed. But listen to what Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14 says in the New Living. It says, because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. So if Jesus was 100% God and not 100% man, then he could never die. If Jesus was 100% man and not 100% God, then he could never legally pay for our redemption. It took God becoming 100% flesh, 100% man, and 100% God in order to pay the price and as this scripture says, to break the power of the devil off of humanity who had the power of death. You see, we were held in bondage to the power of death, and the reason he became a man was because only a man that was 100% God at the same time could break the power of death over us. Man, the wisdom of God in this plan of redemption is just amazing. See, we do not have to fear death because our Lord has already conquered death based on this verse in Hebrews 2.14. So this is what Christmas is really all about. Jesus being fully God, fully man, fully God, and fully human. In other words, it's more than just the birth of our Savior. It's the fact that he was born supernaturally, making him 100% God, but the very fact that he was born naturally causes him to be 100% man. And so, again, this plan of God is absolutely amazing and phenomenal. You know, I love the fact that if... Just think about this for a moment. God loved you and me so much that he wanted to come into the earth himself and pay for our redemption, pay for our sin, to pay the price to redeem us back to himself. You know... He could have sent somebody else. He could have asked somebody else to pay that price and to to die that death. But I love the fact that he chose to do it himself in order to redeem and deliver us himself. Now, here's the fourth thing I want you to know today as you celebrate Christmas, and that is this. Jesus is still Emmanuel, God with us. You know, even though he did live to be a man, 33 and a half years old, even though he did die on a cross, even though he was buried and dead, and on the third day he was raised from the dead, I love the fact, now listen to me, I love the fact that he is still God with us. Now, somebody said, well, I thought Jesus ascended to heaven. Yes, he did, but he made provision for God's presence to be here among us. See the end did not come when Jesus ascended to heaven. The end of Him being Emmanuel, the end of God with us did not end when He he ascended to heaven. It still goes on today. You know, matter of fact, the scripture tells us that Jesus was tempted like we're tempted. He knows the temptations and the tests and the trials that you face. The Bible says because he was 100% man, he he is easily touched with the feelings of our infirmities, our weaknesses. He is very aware of what you and I experience as human beings on a day-to-day basis. But listen, here's the difference. Because he's still 100% man, he experiences that. But because he's still 100% God, he's able to do something about it. He's able to help You and me. See, what Jesus did before he ascended and went back to heaven, he sent his own Spirit, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God has been sent to be God with us. And listen, not just God in us, but here's where it gets even better. He became God in us. You know, even Jesus, when he was here walking the the earth and living, in the earth and ministering as he did. You know, he could only be in one place at one time. He could only minister to a certain group of people at a certain time. But here's the good news, because he ascended, because he went back to heaven and he sent the Holy Spirit into the earth, now he is not only God with us, he is God in us. The scripture says that if any man confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him and he in God. Listen to what John 14 and verse 16, actually 16 and 17 say in the Passion Translation. Jesus speaking, he said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another Savior, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be to you a friend just like me and he will never leave you. See he had just told the disciples heartbreaking news to them because they didn't fully understand what all was going on but he had just told them he was getting ready to leave them but then he said but don't despair don't be afraid because i'm going to send someone who will never leave you the world he won't receive him he says because they can't see him or know him but you will know him intimately because he will make his home in you and will live inside you. Man, think about that. The Lord Jesus, who was Emmanuel, God with us, or God became one of us, now, since of his death, burial, and resurrection, and his ascension to heaven, has sent the Holy Spirit to live and dwell on the inside of us, not just with us, but in us. Oh, I hope you get that. You don't just have the Holy Spirit with you or on you or coming and going. No, the Bible says that he is in you and he will never leave you. Hallelujah. So again, Isaiah chapter nine and verse six, the scripture says this, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. What did this verse, you know, we all have probably heard that verse, but what did that verse just declare to us? That Jesus was fully human and fully divine at the same time. Again, God didn't send someone else to redeem you and me. He came himself to suffer to die the horrible death on the cross and then to be gloriously raised from the dead for us. Listen, the creator became creation so that he could redeem us. So God is is truly the master at the plan. He, He is master of the plan of redemption in the sense of in his infinite wisdom, He sought to do it this way. So Christmas is all about God coming in human form to redeem us so that God could be one of us. But it is is also about us being with and in him and he in us. Did you catch that? Christmas is all about God coming in human form to redeem us so that God could be one of us. But it is also about us being with, with and in him and he in us. Again, that verse from 1 John says that if any man confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him and he dwells in God. So as a born again believer, God is with you. God is in you by the Holy Spirit and you are present in him you dwell in Him." Man, what an awesome, awesome story and awesome truth from the Word of God about the birth of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to ask you a question today. Have you ever received the free gift that God sent to us when He became flesh? He became one of us, dwelt among us, and then bought and paid for the wonderful plan of redemption Have you ever received the free gift of God's forgiveness, his mercy and grace? Somebody said, well, pastor, I didn't know I needed to. Well, let me explain to you briefly why, and that is this, because you are born naturally, that sin nature is on the inside of you, and the problem with that is that that sin nature keeps you separated from God. But if you will open your heart and receive what we talked about today and open your heart to the fact that jesus did come in the flesh that he did live he did die and he was raised from the dead and if you are willing to declare and make him the lord of your life he will come into your heart he will forgive you of all of your sin all of your past and not only will you secure your eternal destiny in heaven. If your heart was to stop beating, you would go home to be with the Lord. But Jesus not only came to purchase that, but he came to work in us to help us live the life that he wants us to live. And it's a good life. It's an awesome life. It's not problem free, but thank God because we're in him and he is in us. We have an answer to every situation that we face. I wanna pray with you today and invite you to open your heart to receive that free gift that I'm talking about, the free gift of God's mercy and his grace. Would you pray this simple prayer after me? Just say this, Lord Jesus, I believe with all my heart that you were born, born in the flesh, and that you lived and that you died But most importantly, you were raised from the dead. Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my past. I make you my Lord and Savior. Now, fill me to the full and overflowing with the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you that I'm forgiven. Thank you that I'm clean. And thank you, today is a day of new beginnings for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks once again for tuning in to the Spring Hill Church Podcast. We hope that you have been blessed by today's message. If you would like more information about the church, please feel free to visit us at springhill.cc.